Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. We go to the celebrity line and our buddy, our blues insider from the athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, is kind enough to join us on the day that it was officially announced that Darren Pang is leaving the blues broadcast from Valley Sports and going to Chicago to be the analyst for Blackhawks games on TV. Good morning, JR. How you doing? Good morning, doing great. How you guys doing? Good. And you had a chance to to talk to Panger? Yeah, just hung out with him. Uh, had about a half hour conversation, reflecting on his time in uh, St. Louis, and uh, a lot of laughs in the last half hour. And he teared up a little bit talking about what Blues fans and what this city and what the organization meant to him. So uh, looking to have that uh, probably later today or tomorrow at the Athletic. But what a guy! I mean, we kind of shared a lot of times together in terms of being around the team and and being on the plane and being at the hotel and you know I'll never forget one thing that really sticks out is uh the the bus rides once you leave St. Louis and you're headed to let's say Vancouver and you know the plane lands in Vancouver at two o'clock in the morning and you jump on a bus and all of us are wiped out like you go up and down the bus and you see everybody just passed out in their seat and what's Darren Pang doing he's grabbing the microphone and doing a sports center like uh, do it going through the scores of what happened in the NHL that night. And I look at curbs, I remember, and saying, does this guy have Red Bull injected into his veins or what? <laughs> this, is, this is just amazing. So so many stories like that, and uh, St. Louis is definitely going to miss them. Yeah, I, I know that you said you have your article coming out here shortly, but is there just one story that you can share just personally? Also, I know that you mentioned that one, but just another one with Darren Pang and just the special – the way that he was able to just call games or just even being around him as a friend in person. Yeah, a couple of them, Brooke. First of all, when he came here from Arizona, I remember he and John Davidson kind of put that together and got the uh, got the wheels going on that. And uh, he said, Darren Pang said, J.D., what's it going to be like me being a former Blackhawk goalie and now broadcasting Blues games? How are the fans going to reset me? Uh, and he said that, uh, Panger, you weren't that good. Don't worry about it. That's what he, told him. <laughs> he said, don't worry about it. You know, the other thing that sticks out is, uh, Brooke, the, the nicknames. Like, you know, a lot of times we in the media, you guys, all three of you, 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 you go in the locker room and you see who works hard and who doesn't. And we saw Darren Pang, John Kelly, too. You know, they, they work hard. And Darren Pang is constantly at the player's stalls talking to them. And, and those translate on air so he can take a conversation from let's say Jaden Schwartz and and uh you know he comes up with the nickname Swizzle Shorts Schwartz and he says that on, on the air and I, I just asked him about that a few minutes ago and he said you know I want to tell all young broadcasters to get to know these guys on a different level and get them to trust you and then go share those stories on air you know that's one of the biggest things that has made him successful so uh, so many things there. Jared, looking at this Blues offseason, what are your expectations? There have been talks about trading up or trading for a player or just drafting with the with the draft picks that they have. Are are they? Is there a, a possibility of them actually trading a couple of those picks to move up in the draft? 
Yeah, I think so, Kerry. Uh, and we're going to you know, continue to break this down in the couple, last couple of weeks heading into the draft. We're doing a lot of mock drafts at the Athletic. I've already been part of a couple. You know, here's the way I see it. They're at number 10. You know, Doug Armstrong really believes that they're going to stick to that pick and make it. But he's also talked about the possibility of moving up or back. Here's the thing if you try to move up. You know, I think the, the draft sets up that there are really five really good players in the draft. And if you want to move into that five, which you're not going to get one or two, but let's say you want to try to get into three, four, five, it, it's just going to cost too much. And you're, you're going to get a good player at 10. So can you try to trade up to six, seven, or eight? Yeah, there's a defenseman, a right shot defenseman. You know, David Reinbacher looks pretty good. He's going to go in that six or seven range. He'd be perfect for the Blues. But are you going to give up a first-round pick or a player or, you know, anything to move up three or four spots in the draft? I just don't know that Doug Armstrong wants to do that. And we we continue to look at those late first-round picks that the Blues have from Toronto and the Rangers carry, you know, I think Doug Armstrong will continue to explore the options with that in terms of is there an NHL player that he can get for one of those picks or will they make those picks or will they move back? So still plenty of options. Uh, but I think that uh, with that number 10 pick, I, I just don't expect a lot of movement with that one. With, with moving up, are any of those guys ready to play right away? Or are we still looking at, you know, some, some time in the minors, figuring some things out for them and, and working on their game before they can actually be on this Blues roster? Yeah, I think those first couple picks, I mean, when you talk about Connor Bedard, Adam Fentilli, I think those guys are going to be uh, in the NHL next year. You know, after that, it starts to uh, become questionable. Uh, in terms of where the Blues could pick, whether they're at 10 or they move up a couple spots, you know, Doug Armstrong has said two things. One, he told me 36 months before that player makes an impact, but he also said that it could be, you know, as little as 18, 21, 24 months before they're in there competing for a spot. So to me, that's the significant difference. Are they in the lineup competing? That's one thing. Are they making an impact? I think with that number 10 overall pick, you're still looking at, you know, two, three years before you see that impact. Hey, JR, we're getting a lot of texts and people are asking me who's going to replace Darren Pang. And as you and I both know, when the Blues replaced Kelly Chase in the radio booth with Joe Vitale and wound up with the best option that they could have found, they put a lot into it. And there was a, a lot of, due diligence done as they pursued a a new broadcaster. It's only June 8th, and there's plenty of time for the Blues to find somebody, and there will be a significant interest. Jamal Mayers, who's worked in broadcasting, is here in town. Mike McKenna, who's worked in broadcasting, is here in town. Tyson Nash, I'm sure he doesn't know what's going to happen with the future of the, the, the Coyotes, and he's still a very popular guy here. Our own Jamie Rivers. There are going to be a lot of people that I would think would be interested in this job, and a lot of people that we haven't even thought about one name that somebody brought up to me and you've talked to Ben Bishop in the past as have I I think it'd be really interesting uh, Joey Vitale hadn't had any broadcast experience when when he took over uh, I think Ben Bishop knows the game well enough that he would be an intriguing guy there's going to be a lot of names out there for the Blues to choose from and they'll wind up with the best possibility yeah, yeah, definitely, Randy. They always do. It's a great broadcast here in St. Louis. People want to be a part of it. I know that they're not going to end up with a, a clone of Joey Vitale. Is there another one of those guys out there? <laughs> no. We, we've <laughs> got the best so. guy. Yeah, the best guy. He does a great job on the radio side and also with the interviews with you guys. Uh, but in terms of uh, who's going to replace Darren Pang, I think uh, a lot of the names that you just mentioned are the names that I've heard the past 24 hours. And actually, a couple of weeks, we've kind of known that things were heading this direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Darren Pang, 
Uh, but I think you talk about Jamie Rivers, who does a terrific job here at 101 ESPN, and he's done some fill-in work for Darren Pang. You know, I've heard Tyson Nash. I've heard Jamal Mayers. Uh, I've even heard the name Kelly Chase. Would he be interested? Uh, ben Bishop is an intriguing one. I hadn't thought about that yet. Mike McKenna is another guy who's done some TV work as well. So uh, we just got the statement from Jack Donovan, you know, praising Panger for his work here in St. Louis, and they're going to do their due diligence to bring in his replacement uh, but one thing we can say, all those guys that we just mentioned, they definitely bring something to the table. Uh, but in terms of that energy, that passion, that professionalism, you know, it's going to be hard to replace Darren Pang. So whoever comes in is going to have a tough job. Uh, but you just hope and, and, and uh, think that uh, Bally's will do their due diligence and get the guy that uh, can come in and do that for them. Jeremy, we have the Panthers and Golden Knights facing off again tonight. The Golden Knights have been very dominant, and Ivan Barbashev has been a big part of that. I know that you guys just came out with an article about Ivan Barbashev and the price that he will go for because he will be a UFA on July 1st. What what do you think will be the price for Ivan Barbashev and the right fit for him, too? Yeah, Brooke, I've been thinking about that, and uh, he's been playing very, very well, and he's been a perfect fit for the Golden Knights. Like You don't want to go too far out on a limb. I don't know that they'd be where they are right now without Ivan Barbashev. So, you know, they traded a great prospect in Zachary Dean. We'll see him next season in St. Louis. But it was worth it uh, tenfold for the Vegas Golden Knights. And he's certainly going to get a, a pay raise. He could double, uh, even more than double his salary. He's uh, right there under $3 million, uh for the, uh, the current contract. And I think he's going to be a guy that's – 4.5 and if he continues to play this way and they wrap this thing up and he's a big part of it you know I think some team might pay a five million dollars for an Ivan Barbashev so uh, here's the thing though few teams out there can afford that you look at the Vegas Golden Knights and within that story they said they've got about 3.5 left for next year so you can move some money around but it'd be tough for Vegas to bring him back as good as he's been and I certainly don't see him back in a Blues uniform. No, and you look at the contract that Blake Coleman got when he left Tampa Bay, and I think Barbashev's a better player than Coleman, and Coleman got $30 million over six. And it's a unique situation for Barbie, uh, I think, JR, because Barbashev is a guy on a good team. He's, he's not a guy that you sign a big contract to if you're a bad team. He's, he's not a difference maker. He's a guy that makes you better in the playoffs. Exactly, and there's so many guys like that, and I think that people kind of look at those players uh, the wrong way. Like, hey, let's bring him into our team that's kind of building and not there yet, and you know, we'll pay. We've got the money, we'll pay for him. But that's not the, what makes Ivan Barbashev successful. I know he's a completely different player uh, than a Pat Maroon, but you don't put a Pat Maroon on a bad team. You bring a Pat Maroon into a team like the 2019 Cup team, and and he and he plays well and he does his thing, and it works because you've got good players around him. Same thing. Uh, with Tampa when they won the Stanley Cup. So uh, Ivan Barbashev, to me, if you're a contender, you're a piece or two away, and you've got $4.5 million laying around, I think he's the perfect dad. I'd love to have $4.5 million laying around. (laughs) (laughs) JR, you're the best. Thank you, brother. And we'll be reading the uh, Panger piece. The Panger piece will be up later today? Yeah, hopefully later today, if not uh, tomorrow. There's a Panger piece up right now. He talked to uh, the Chicago media yesterday. And uh, that piece is up at The Athletic now talking about the move to Chicago. And then we're going to wait just a little bit, and we're going to post his reflection on St. Louis. Sounds great. Thank you, JR. Thanks, guys. See you. That's our buddy Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider from The Athletic here on 101 ESPN.